Hello everyone, I'm Key, your host, and welcome to Who Cares? Well, guys, sorry to be the one to inform you, but this is my very first podcast, okay? And I'm kind of nervous, you know, a little bit excited, but nervous at the same time. So with this first podcast, I'm going to let you you guys know a little bit about me and where I'm from and how I grew up. So my name is Key Air, but everybody calls me Key. My family actually calls me Bonnie. Granny gave me that nickname. I don't know where she got it from. Kind of stuck and it just took off from there. But all my friends call me Key. I'm 30. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm 30. And I'm proud of it. Okay. July 15th, 1990. Yes, I am actually 30. I'm divorced. No kids. Um, I have a boyfriend, though. I do have a boyfriend. We've been together for a couple of months. Everything's pretty good, you know. Couldn't ask for a better person. Um, I'm in the Army. Yeah, I'm in the Army. That's going... Mm, not going to comment on that, but it's going okay, I guess. <laughs> um, what else? What about me? What about me? Oh, man. This is kind of hard. This is harder than I thought it would be. Might need to write a script for next time. Um, I'm in school right now to get my bachelor's degree in social work. And yes, I'm taking online classes. Shout out to Walden University. Woop, 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 woop. Pretty good school, although the classes can be a little depressing sometimes, talking about, you know, children and unfor- unfortunate families and how they used to refer to the poor population as unworthy. It's a lot of, social work is, is deeper than what I thought it would be, you know. You know, growing up where I'm from, the only time you hear about a social worker is if your neighbors or your cousins or somebody's getting taken by child protective services and you never really hear anything good about social workers so the actual social work field is a lot deeper than you know most people think so on to another topic before i get all you know emotional and whatnot um i'm from originally i was born in albany georgia shout out to 229 229 stand up a <laughs> from the 229 yeah small city small city I went to a bunch of middle schools well not really middle schools I went to a bunch of I went to a bunch of elementary schools I went to one middle school and I went to one high school I went to Mary Acres middle school and I transferred from a that school to a different city, Columbus, Georgia, where I went to uh, Baker Middle School, I think that's the name of it. And then I transferred from there to Double Churches Middle School. And then I, I went from eighth grade to ninth grade, and I did ninth and tenth grade at Jordan, or some people would call it Jordan. I don't understand why they call it Jordan because it's no ease in it, but it's Jordan Vocational High School. And we moved back to my hometown where I was originally born. And I did my junior and senior year at Doherty Comprehensive High School. 
didn't really get too many good grades, you know. Didn't really get a lot of good grades there, but, you know, I did enough to get by. And as soon as I was out the door, baby, I was out the door. I left home, got in the, uh, I enlisted into the Navy, and I never looked back. <laughs> I joined the Navy as soon as I got out of high school, man. Um, the first set of orders they gave me, and I was depressed, man. I was so depressed. I cried. I called my mom. I, I cursed my mom out. I'm sorry, mom. You know, I had to because that's the way I felt at the time. But, you know, looking back on it, it was a really life-changing experience. But first set of orders they gave me was Yokosuka, Japan. Man, I flipped. I cursed the lady out that was that gave me my orders. I knew she wasn't responsible for it, but that's how I felt at the time. And I didn't care. You know, everybody was going to hear me, man. I didn't care about that, man. I just did not want to go to Japan. I really wanted to go and go to Florida, you know, to kind of be close to home or Virginia, be not too far from home. It's a little up the road, but it's not too far. I really wanted, I really did want Jacksonville though, man. I really wanted Jacksonville, but I could not change those orders for the life of me. I couldn't get any help to change those orders. So I got sent off to freaking Yokosuka, Japan in the dead smack middle of the fall. I got there. I didn't know anybody. I was brand new. And two days after I got there, we went out into a freaking storm, man. Oh, my God. It felt like I was walking on the walls. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I had some fun times, though, man. I do, I do appreciate, you know, being sent to Japan. Because not everybody gets to experience that. Not everybody gets to, you know, leave the United States or even their home state or sometimes not even their city man a lot of people don't even get to explore outside of their city and that's kind of sad you know we live in a generation where everything is just available you know and it, there's a lot of people that don't, that, that don't even get to see outside of their city until they're well into their you know 20s and 30s but I was you know fortunate enough to be able to leave home and get those orders to Japan and I spent I got there in 2010. I left there in 2013. So I spent a quite quite a bit of time there and I was able however to come home to see my baby sister graduate from high school. But man, that was the only time I came home. Those tickets from out there was like 14-1500 and I was not about spending that money all like all at once. With me, man, I was greedy with my money, man. I was really greedy with my money when it came to like spending for, you know, travel and stuff like that. As far as in sending money back home, I used to send money back home all the time. But as far as in me trying to travel, you know, get out there and see the world, I really feel like, you know, there was no need for me to spend money to go and see the world when I was actually, you know, already in the position to see the world. You know, I spent my 21st birthday in Australia. You know, it was all the kind of stuff that I did, man. And a lot, not a lot of people get to, you know, get to experience that. I spent New Year's in Tokyo once and no one my age, I wouldn't say no one, but a lot of people from back home my age can't say that they spent, you know, their 21st birthday in a foreign country or New Year's in a foreign country for that matter. Um, I came back home in 2013. I got my first car, um, moved to Florida. 
Um, got my first apartment in my name, furnished it, you know, completely. It was a one bedroom apartment, you know, I didn't feel like there was much that I needed, but it was my first and my own, you know, my first place that I called home, you know, I was paying the bills and I had no one to rely on and it was all me. So I was, I was, I was pretty proud of it. I... First got out, my last day in the Navy active was February 17, 2017. Um, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Feels like, feels like a whole world ago. But while I was in Florida, um, I did a lot of work, you know, at the post office and um, part-time jobs at the, at like Walmart and got off the, the Navy and I transferred my post office job back home thinking, you know, everything was going to be okay. And I went from making, man, when I tell you taking a pay cut is something serious, you really have to consider trying to tr transfer jobs. You really have to look at every aspect when you're trying to transfer a job. Because I went from making $2,500 every two weeks working at the post office to making maybe $500. I can remember exactly what my paycheck was. It was $456 and some change. When I tell you that freaking broke my heart, man, that broke my heart. That broke my spirit. Because I moved into this apartment. Of course, one bedroom, you know, one bathroom. It was just for me. So I didn't, you know, I didn't need all that extra space. And the rent was $4.95. Man, when I tell you I grabbed that check and it was $4.56. $4.56 and some change. The main numbers that I remember was $4.56. I said to myself, man, this is not even gonna cover my rent. And I've worked for two weeks, and this is what I get for two weeks. $456. What am I going to do with that? My rent was $4.95. My car note was $2.50. My insurance was, what, $85. My phone bill was $40. Like, what What am I going to do with $4.456? And I have all these bills. I don't understand how they expect people to live off of seven what's the what's the minimum wage for what seven eighty five and I might be highballing it saying seven eighty five but still I don't understand how they expect people to live off of seven eighty five an hour when I was making sixteen no correction seventeen almost eighteen dollars an hour and I was bringing only four hundred and fifty six dollars home Thankfully, I didn't have anybody to take care of but me. But lo and behold, had I had someone to take care of besides me, man, I'd be freaking homeless. I would really be homeless. But that's how I ended up back in the military. Excuse me. August 15th. August 15th, 2017. So it's not really a big, you know, a big gap between my break in service because being out there in... What they call the civilian world is a freaking joke, man. I've never been arrested. I've never been to jail. 
I don't have a criminal record save for a couple of, you know, minor traffic stops, traffic violation. I really have lead foot, but I'm, you know, trying to get past that. But that is neither here nor there, you know. Um, I don't, I really don't expect how they expect people to live off of seven freaking eight dollars an hour. And it's not even full eight dollars an hour. And then after that, you have to, you know, you get your taxes taken out. If you pay federal taxes, you get, well, everybody pays federal taxes. But if you, federal taxes, if you pay state taxes, you get that taken out. You get Medicaid taken out. You get freaking Social Security taken out. And then all this other crap you get taken out of your paycheck. And then, you know, those $8 an hour that you're working for really drops down about maybe, what, 4 or $5 an hour? Technically, that's what you're working for. So if I can't live off of $18 an hour, how do how do they expect you to live off of half of that? I don't understand it. And a lot of people that work for minimum wage, they have children to take care of. A lot of people do. Over half the people that I went to school with have children now. I'm not saying that all of them are, you know, working at McDonald's and and uh, whatever city grocery store you have, but a lot of them are working at places like that. I'm not saying that every last one of them are making seven eighty-five or eight dollars an hour. Some are making ten, some are making twelve, you know. But still. How do they expect you to live off of $12 an hour when the government takes back six of that? So technically, you're working for $6 an hour. I don't understand it. All right, moving on. Enough of that. Hee-haw. Moving on. So I joined the Army in August 15, 2017. I had to go back through basic training. Really wasn't that bad. Um, we had our phones the entire time because we were technically considered prior service, all of us. So they didn't treat us like, you know, new booters straight out of high school or straight out of college. I got orders to Fort Hood. So I've been in Colleen, Texas for what three, almost four years now. It's not bad. I actually like Colleen. Kind of kind of reminds me of like the Albany vibe, but it's not as small. There's always a lot to do, not necessarily in Colleen, but you know, you have Dallas two hours, maybe two and a half hours north, depending on how fast you drive and depending on the traffic. Then you have Houston about three hours, maybe two and a half, depending on how you drive and depending on traffic. Then you have San Antonio as well, about two, two and a half hours. Then you have Austin, which is a more popular place for the soldiers here. Um, about, what is it, about an hour, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, 10 minutes away. It's not bad. You know, there's always something to do. You can get out and go to any other lakes surrounding the area when it's not cold or snowing. <laughs> Texas has some cold, weird, freaky weather lately, man. Right now, it's actually kind of storming outside. There's supposed to be a um, tornado watch that we're supposed to be under for the next couple of days. It's been raining on and off since about, I'd say about 5, maybe 6 o'clock. Um, hopefully, that kind of waters my grass <laughs> so I don't have to do it myself and run up my freaking water bill. I do have a boyfriend. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys his name, but he's a really sweet guy. Um, not as unlike queer sweet, you know, but 
he take care he takes care of me he takes really good care of me and i really do appreciate that because you know sometimes you just need that that backbone to fall on because you know i've always been the strong one that people depend on and you know family come running to and friends you know need advice or family need advice on something or um they just want to talk, you know, I've always been that go-to person and I'm always the one that's willing to lend an ear. But when I need help or just a lending, you know, someone to lend an ear to me, I feel like I don't have anybody to talk to because people always put their problems on me. I wouldn't say that it's a problem, but they always come to me to vent their problems to. So knowing that they already have issues that they're dealing with, I don't want to also put my problems on them to burden them. And for that simple reason, I usually tend to keep my situations to myself. And a lot of times that causes me to go into this like this little black hole where I feel like I can't get out, you know. And he's been he's been that rock for me. He's pulled me out of out of, you know, these little dark spaces that I crawl into sometimes and without a, without even knowing it and him being here just means so much to me. And oh man, I can't stop smiling. Oh, yeah, he's he's a really good dude, really good dude, man. So hopefully this is, you know, this is a forever thing. He's Haitian, so y'all know he crazy. <laughs> Y'all know they, what they say about Haitian men. They crazy. Well, all men, period, you know they say they crazy, but I love it, though. His crazy match my crazy because, you know, baby, I'll get crazy with you. Don't start with me. Don't play with me because I will. Oh, whew. All right. Um, well, that's about it, guys. All right, I'm going to wrap this whole thing up. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next podcast, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for staying tuned this far, you know. Um, more to, more content to come, so stay tuned. Thanks, guys.